Welcome back to the Wellness Wonderland Radio. This is Katie, and today I have with me one of my mentors and favorite people on the planet doing such amazing work. I have Robin Euclid here with me, and she is a body image expert for the Today Show and a health coach extraordinaire. She's amazing. Ever since I spotted Robin on a blog, I saw you on Raw Clarity, Philippa's blog, and I have been following you and your work ever since and just been so inspired about everything that you are giving the world. And you definitely are someone who I would say lives in their own version um, of Wellness Wonderland. So thank you so much for stopping by my Wellness Wonderland today, Robin. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay, cool. Okay, well, let's jump right in. So like I said, you live in a Wellness Wonderland. And how long would you say it took you to get to that point? Or how did your holistic health journey begin? Yeah, I'm actually one of the relative newbies to all of this amazing stuff in this world we get to live in now. I had, before my own health journey, I never really kale. You know, just until a handful of years ago, I went to Whole Foods maybe once or twice. I found all of that really overwhelming Um, I definitely thought I was healthy. And so it's really been this incredible journey for me that that really has only been in the last few years um, of of my life. So, you know, for me, it really began, I would say, you know, as a kid, um, I always say, you know, I love to cook and through healthy cooking camp. um, I was fortunate enough to have one of those moms that she actually didn't know how to cook. When she had met my dad, she couldn't even boil water. And my father's favorite thing in the world to do was eat. And so she very quickly enrolled her cute little teeny butt into my mom is tiny, by the way. It's hilarious. She's literally like this little bird like size to adorable thing that eats everything. She could fit um, in your pocket. She could completely fit in my pocket. I cannot fit in her pants and I never will. And I'm totally fine with that. I take after my dad who is, you know, the, the eater and, and um, totally different metabolism. But we'll get we'll get into that. Um, so she learned how to cook um, with Paul Martin, who is one of the, these classic French-trained chefs wow. in in Canada. And she learned and um, would make it was completely normal for her to make coco vin for us on a Wednesday night, and all these incredible elaborate dishes. And I just grew up next to her in the kitchen. She would put me down for naps in the bassinet, and really taught me about a love of food there. And I was fortunate to have that. Um, Unfortunately, the flip side of that was in school, you know, I got a really shapely body really quickly. I've always had, a, you know, a generous tush, as I call it, and it just wasn't the body I wanted. And the girls around me were dieting and counting calories and being totally obsessed with food in a really harmful way. And I started to go down that path and, um, you know, got on the roller coaster cycle of good and bad eating cycles and really screwed from my metabolism and lost my my way, my own food voice, that natural voice inside of us that yeah. tells us, you know, you eat when you're hungry, you're done when you're done, and you look forward to your next meal, but it isn't something that's obsessive and negative. And, um, you know, I, I went, you know, struggled a little bit with my own battles back and forth with that. And I thought when, you know, my later years in my 20, late 20s that I was doing a lot better. I thought I knew what healthy was. You know, I thought you know, baked lays were cool and I had a big salad for lunch. And so that was fine, even though I was eating the entire kitchen cabinet every single night. 
Um, and so I ended up at Integrative Nutrition, the world's largest nutrition school. And I actually learned for the first time, like I knew absolutely nothing about what it meant to be really healthy in real terms, not just in a fad way or in a, the latest diet way, but what we're supposed to eat like as humans. And in that, I started this my own journey of really healing myself in and the emotional component as well. You know, what was going on? What was I looking for in those kitchen cabinets every night? And what what was it that I really needed? Yeah, I love that. And I one of the things that you said there that really stuck out to me was that you're relatively new to this. And I think that can be really inspiring to people because sometimes, you know, I, I even look at this and obviously I'm passionate about it as well and, and not maybe as far along as maybe you are, but I look at it and I'm excited about it and I'm passionate about it, but I think it's really easy for people to look at and be like, oh my gosh, this is so overwhelming. Like to be healthy or whatever healthy means to different people, um, it can be confusing and it can seem like there's so far to go I'm just not going to do anything at all or I can't do anything at all because there's so much knowledge that I need. But you were really able to kind of take it back a step and just say that it's getting back to the easy part of it of just feeding your body like we were supposed to be fed as humans, as animals. So I think that that's really interesting. Yeah, totally. And I, I really do, you know, I'm not afraid to share that anymore. I used to be. Um, you know, I'm so new to all of this, but no, you know, I really just did one thing, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll check out this kale thing and oh, I'll check out this quinoa thing and yeah. oh, I'll try some goat yogurt because goat's milk is easier to digest. Sure. I and think it's, just built. Yeah, I love that. I think it's really cool. I love that, that you just decided to try one thing at a time. And I think it can be really overwhelming to people to think, you know, I, people get so wrapped up in the labels of, you know, I want to be this way because it's chic or because it's cool or, you know, and it's really just about taking one step at a time. Um, would So going off of that, like, would you have advice for someone who just wants to get started and really has no idea um, where to go with this? Like, what would you say maybe like two or three action items to just kind of get started slowly? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, and, and keeping it small and specific is actually my specialty. You know, my coaching yeah. practice, that's that's why clients come to me because they say I'm overwhelmed. I say, perfect. I do the thinking for you. I help break it down for you. Um, so some of the first tips that I stick with, I always like to look at their hot button. So a lot of us say, oh, my, should be having a better breakfast or this is what's happening for dinner. But you know intuitively where you tend to fall off for yourself. Is it at night? Is it during, you know, a snack time? Like what, where's the thing where you're like, Robin, help me with this. And so I'd say first thing, look at your hot button. Where is it that there's a fire that needs to be put out that's the most immediate area? And then, you know, find one practical thing that you can do to shift just that one area and just do that for a week or even two weeks and sometimes even three weeks. You know, I'm just going to work on a better snack choice. So I'm going to choose, you know, raw baby carrots. So I'm going to make sure I always have baby carrots in the refrigerator. I'm going to keep a bag with me at work and I'm just going to be cool with eating the same thing because it's not that big of a deal until I get into this great new snack routine. Um, you know, or maybe it's dinner and you know, you don't have time to cook. So you say, okay, I know I'm not making the best choices for myself. Maybe I go on a delivery service, like something like seamless and I, you know, find a healthy meal and I order it that morning 
to be delivered that night. And so you just find that one thing that you know is tripping you up and start there. I love that. I think that's really helpful for so many people. So going off of that, and I was going to ask you this anyway, so kind of figuring out that balance of, you know, being a little bit too obsessive with food. I know that I, that's been one of my struggles is kind of the other side of it, with which is kind of what I'm working through now just to like be really transparent, which is just taking it so I'm not crazy town with the food, you know? It's, it's exactly what you said with not being that, like, yes, you look forward to your next meal, but it's not everything, you know? And so I guess being organized with food and with um, feeding your body in a healthy way I think does, especially depending on where you live, like I know, um, you know, in New York where you are, there's so many amazing options and, you know, where I am, that's it's not quite the same thing. I have to do like a little bit more um, planning maybe, but I think everybody has a certain amount of planning, but how do you find that balance where, um, well, I was going to ask you, like, how much do you plan your weeks or your meals for the week mm-hmm. or for the day? Or, like, what do you suggest there? Like, finding that balance and, like, listening to your body with what it wants in the moment, but also planning so you're never stuck without those baby carrots or <laughs> that kind bar, whatever it is. So, you you know, you're not hangry, as Gabby called it in your episode with Quinn. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, I love that word, by the way. It's so funny. So good. Um, so thinking, you know, people think of that I eat healthy, that I'm just this beacon of wellness all the time. And I'm not. A lot of the times I don't worry about it because I know that my most of the time is what it needs to be. I always say, you know, focus on your food for most of the time. And then some of the time you don't have to worry about it. You can grab a quick sandwich somewhere. You can have, you know, your weekend meals out during the week. Like you don't have to worry about it. Uh, I felt like I just was like, Oh, like that's yeah. such a great thing for people to hear. Yeah, I mean, I, I do talk a lot about kale, you know, and I always will. Um, but I really am, am very, very relaxed about it. You know, if I'm at a delicious Greek restaurant and there's homemade fresh pita bread in that basket, I'm eating it and I'm not worrying about it. And if the person I'm with wants to order dessert, I'm ordering dessert. You know, I make the best choices available to me at any given time. Um, and then sometimes even then I don't worry about it. I'm, you know, there's some chips someday at a, at a barbecue, maybe I feel like having some that day. It's cool. It's I'm not eating them all the time. Um, so, you know, in the, the balance of that, to answer your question for how to, to, to handle most of the time, really gotten really good at knowing what the staples are that I need to keep around at all times so I can throw something together quickly. Um, so there's a basic, you know, there's certain greens I'll always keep around, one or two dark leafy greens. I'll always keep keep a bin full of onions, garlic, um, root vegetables that stay a long time, like sweet potatoes or carrots. And then in my cabinets, I have quick cooking beans. So I'll have lentils, um, quick cooking grains like quinoa. And then, you know, I'm a really big fan of even just like jarred Italian tuna is delicious or uh, a veggie burger from uh, uh, Sunshine Burgers that only have a handful of ingredients in them. So I keep eggs, you know, I keep a few things like that around. So at any given time, I can pretty much whip up a meal in 10 minutes. And you're not hangry. I'm not hangry. I've got my quick grab and go things. And then so I've got that on the spot stuff that makes it super easy. And then I would say when I do my bigger shopping trips once or twice out of the week, I'll stop and think, okay, what am I feeding my husband and myself this week? What do I feel like? Do I want to make 
fish, okay, then I'll then I'll do my shopping trip at the farmer's market and I'll just put something with it. Yeah. I really keep it very simple. You know, I rarely make anything complicated and I, I stick with my standbys. That my red lentil soup that I shared on cooking camp that Gabby Bernstein actually makes all the time. Like I make it all the time because it's so simple and I don't have to stress about it. And for a full meal, I'll add an egg on top. And my husband looks forward to it. He wants that food that's simple and feels like home to him. And isn't it fun? Like sometimes when you have it, like I do this all the time, like I'll make something and I just threw it together and I'm like, oh my God, I could literally eat that for every meal for the rest of my life and be totally cool with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we totally max out on foods too. You know, I'm like, that's perfect. I'm going to make that again and again. I'm actually posting, um, I call it the world's most craveable salad mm. to my blog soon. So you can check that out. And it's just, it's essentially what it is. It's a mix of mint um, and some daikon radish, which I know is a favorite of mine, Quinn's at, at Healthy Cooking Camp. And sunflower seeds, it's just the combination is just so perfect that I literally think about it all the time. I will probably eat that salad or a version of that salad for the next month and a half. Oh my gosh, I wish you could see me right now. I'm like shaking my arm so excited for that. I'm going to put the link below for everyone else, but like that is right up my alley. I can't wait to make it and send an Instagram to you. Yay! That sounds amazing. Um, it's it's really great too. Like that's what I love about you and Quinn and what you do with um, Healthy Cooking Camp is really just taking that fear away from the kitchen. I was having a conversation with someone this weekend about fear and just um, about really like I think as humans like the unknown makes us lose our shit, you know? Like anything that we haven't done before that's different makes us just freak out. And for a lot of people, and I know that for me, like the kitchen is that way, especially like, you know, women who like are – starting their careers or have had a career and you know they're tired at the end of the day and they don't want to like walk into this unknown room called the kitchen they want to like get something easy or pick something up and I think um with a little bit of planning and a little bit of learning more than anything is just like learning and that's what's so great about what you and Quinn do is like you teach the basics and you make it fun and you make it modern and I think that that's so wonderful for so many people and has really changed my life so I'm like just super grateful to you guys for that first of all thank you um no I mean it but um and it really just what you've said with like having that those staples in the house and just kind of knowing that there's something just I I think always knowing that you can walk into that room and it doesn't have to be scary it doesn't have to be unknown because as soon as you do it one time the second time is going to be great and easy and it's not going to be a big deal so um I guess that kind of brings me to my next question. I have a little scenario for you. Are you ready? So, I'm psyched. Okay. <laughs> you kind of already answered this already, but maybe you can like be a little bit more specific. So, okay. Okay. So it's 8 p.m. and it's kind of late and you've had the longest day. You haven't had a chance to eat dinner yet and you're just beat and starving and you walk in and you want something quick, but you want something nourishing. Maybe it's like 7 p.m. Yeah. And um, and you want to make something. So what do you eat slash make? Okay. Go to. I've got it for you. Okay. So right. I always keep um, grab-and-go greens in the refrigerator. So that means one of those bagged or boxed organic ready-to-go greens. Nice. Usually have spinach, baby spinach around, or baby arugula, or baby kale. Um, and so this very thing happened to me. I, I don't know where I was, but I literally had six minutes to eat, to make my dinner and eat it before I was 
about to be late for something. And so I grabbed my baby spinach, I threw it in a small saute pan, I added a little teaspoon of, of butter, threw the spinach in there, and then cracked two eggs. I made a little well in the middle. I cracked two eggs and then threw the lid on. And then went and did everything else I needed to do. Came back, the eggs had set, the spinach had wilted down, sprinkled a little salt and pepper, and then I added some hemp seeds mm. um, for a nice little dose of omegas and fiber and protein and a little healthy fat. And then I just slid the spinach and eggs out of a pan onto my plate. And you, if you wanted to add bread, you could, I didn't have any mouse, but you can do, I would recommend like a slice of some sourdough toast. Um, and you can just slide that right on there. And even if you need to take it to go, you can grab it on that piece of bread and eat it as you're going out the door or with the sit down, calmly have a little bit of time for your meal and eat it with a fork and knife. And that's just, to me, is like the perfect dinner. I love that. That's wonderful. Um, Okay, I have like a really practical question, and this mm-hmm. is um, this is like something in my life. So let's say that like you've had um, a day where you're kind of – those eating times are kind of off. Like it's great to usually feed yourself at the same times, but let's say you like fell off of that for some reason. And um, – so, like, long story short, you come home and uh, let me let me just be real. This is like me asking for me, but I think it will really help everybody. Um, Do it, girl. <laughs> but like yesterday, for example, for example, I was out and then I came home and I hadn't had dinner yet, but it was really late. It was like nine p.m. and I wanted to eat something, but I knew I was going to be going to bed like somewhat soon. So um, I didn't. For me, I actually made something in the Vitamix. I made like a blender soup, which was like really good because I felt like I wasn't going to have to like do all this work digesting when I was going to be going to bed pretty soon, but I still wanted to eat. Like what do you have, what advice do you have when like you are hungry late at night and maybe you had dinner earlier, maybe just for whatever reason, something that would be a good snack to have at night or even more of like a meal at, in the evening. Great question. So few answers to that. Um, ideally, I know this is going to be a very unpopular answer, but if you can reset your eating by just going to bed earlier, it actually would be better. Sometimes it's a good thing to give your digestive system a break. It's almost like a fast and just have a big glass of water and go to sleep, you know, in 20 minutes or half an hour, take care of what you need to say. This is an opportunity for me to go to bed earlier. Obviously that's not if the hunger is completely overwhelming, but maybe you're a little hungry and you could kind of go either way. So first assess and see, you know what? Could I skip this? It's crazy. We don't think about like skipping meals, but sometimes, you know, if you're going to bed soon and it's super late and you missed it, it could be okay. Yeah. You're there's just, still another day. There's still another day. So Breakfast in the morning. Exactly. And then you wake up and you're hungry for your morning meal as opposed to not being hungry when you wake up because you ate so late the night before and then your whole day gets kind of screwed again, right? You end up eating late again and thus continues the cycle. Um, if you do feel like you need to eat something, but you don't need a whole meal, an apple would be great. You know, a light fruit, it's easier for your body to digest. There's fiber in there, so it'll help fill you a little bit. If you need something more, you can add a little almond butter or some raw walnuts to that. If that feels good to you, that would be my first suggestion. If you want something a little bit heavier, um, that's still filling, but not too hard on the body. Um, I like to do a chia pudding. Um, chia seeds are great for energy, but I find that they don't affect my sleeper and, and my clients sleep at night. Um, they're really filling and you can just make a quick chia pudding, add some syrup, 
she has these little almond milk. The recipe is actually in the Healthy Cooking Camp 5 and 5 cookbook, so you can share that as Ooh, well. Yay, perfect. Um, yeah. I love chia pudding. It's like my go-to evening thing. If you know, if you do are in that situation, you have like a late yoga class or something, and you just are really hungry and you know don't want to still feel like you need something. I always think that that's a good option. It feel it feels right. Yeah, yeah. It's really dessert-y and then, um, too. And then I'd say after that, try and keep it just light and raw, even if you can. You know, a kale salad would be a good option. A lighter protein, if you feel like you need protein like fish or seafood, um, would be easier, a little bit easier for your body to digest. And then, of course, soups and smoothies. Great great that you made a smoothie and that that worked for you. Yeah, yeah. So, cool. That was really That's really helpful because I think a lot of people, like, find themselves um, in that situation and I know that I have before, even though I'm really – something I'm focusing on right now ever since your amazing telecast that you know that I'm obsessed with, um, which I want you to talk about just a little bit. And that is like the eating times is something that you talked about in there and how getting our bodies to have that routine is really powerful and really important. And um, could you talk a little bit about that and then also – about for me like I'm struggling I'll just be really honest I struggle with beating myself up beating myself up if I fall out of my eating times if life gets in the way or I you know that's what I'm really working on right now is kind of just trying to be like you got to roll with the punches and you've got to live in this world and sometimes things are going to get off track but that's okay and just getting back on and and just trying to um you know, just every day is different, but do you have any tips or advice with finding that balance between making your meal time stick and if you do fall off, getting back on and giving your body that, um, that same routine? Yes. Um, and thanks for all your support around the teleclass. It's been awesome having yeah, you. Yeah, I felt like I was like star student with my notes. <laughs> <laughs> you were. It was amazing. Um, you know, my first tip with that, and this is really how I work with my clients and in my own coaching practice, Your Healthy Is You, is to start with realistic goals. I have a lot of clients that come to me and, you know, they want to start working out more and they want support around that. And I say, how often do you work out now? And they say once a week, maybe twice if it's a good week. I say, well, how often do you want to be working out? What, what goal can we set for you? They said five, six days a week. That's not going to be a realistic goal, right? So starting with something that you know you can achieve. So if you're already, if you're working out once or twice, your goal that week is two times a week for the next two weeks and just nail that down. Um, so around your eating routine, maybe you're one of those people that says, you know what, I want to be eating early dinner. I want to be eating early dinner, but it's just not going to happen for you. Right. So take, you know, a look and see what the situation really is, what you can do within that. And, you know, maybe if you want to go to bed earlier, where we start to, to fail at, at these challenges or goals is you go to bed at midnight right now, it's not going to be realistic for you to say, I'm going to be in bed at 10 o'clock every night. What happens? It doesn't happen, and then you get frustrated. And so, you know, maybe you need to start with, if you go to bed at midnight, you just, you go to bed at 11.30 now. That's it. And you do that for two weeks. So starting first with really realistic goals is going to take away some of that opportunity for you to be beating yourself up. I love that. And that's that's really helpful. Those attainable goals are really, really helpful because it's that stress of not meeting them or beating yourself up. And 
that's something that um, Felipe actually taught me, which is that when you, if it stresses you out, it's worse for your body than if you would have eaten the thing you didn't want to eat or not gone to bed early or whatever it is. Like that stress is worse on your body than anything else. So like get rid of that guilt and just putting that aside, even though it's, it's difficult, but really focusing on that is really exactly. helpful. Yeah, exactly. And then the reason, you know, coming back to the, your original point about Ayurveda, the reason that I like that and I, and I work with it subtly actually with my clients is I like scheduling things out. So once you're realistic about what your routine could look like, then just saying, okay, I know that breakfast every morning I'm having at this time. These are the days of the week that I'm working out and this is what I'm doing. And plugging all of that in, it just gives you less to think about. Yeah, it's when like we, a little formula. Exactly. When we make and figure out what that formula is with your life, whether it's on your own or you're working with a health coach, that's what we all want because it's so much easier for us to just show up when we know where we're supposed to be rather than allowing it to be, you know, uh, up to chance every single time. Yes. And then the flip side of that is if it doesn't happen, knowing, you know what, again, going back to the original, you know, part about most of the time, you know that this is what you're aiming for most of the time. If it doesn't happen some of the time, not a big deal. It's designed to be a most of the time thing. No one can be that militant about anything. It's doesn't sound very fun to me. It's not how I'd want to live my life. No, and I love that our conversation is so encompassing of all of these points, but it's the same thing. Our bodies are meant to have that some of the time, and they're so freaking smart that they're going to figure it out and balance us out, and I just think that's the coolest thing on the planet. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, cool. Well, something else that you really helped me with is and I don't even know if you know what I'm going to say, but this is actually a couple months ago now. But in my yoga teacher training, we had to learn mindful eating. And it was something that I loved the concept because um, with my ups and downs with food and my relationship with food, it was something that really helped me. And But I struggled with it. And I would like beat myself up when I wanted to check my phone or read a book or I would just struggle with getting really, really bored because it would take so long. And then I read your, um, you read this great blog post about it and you said the same thing. You were like, sometimes like it can be hard. And I was like, again, it was one of those like breath of fresh air moments where it was like, oh my God, I'm not the only one who struggles with this. Like this is a practice and it takes time and I'm still working with it. And I was just wondering if you could kind of tell our readers or listeners kind of about your routine. Like I know you have a little friend that sits on your desk with you when you eat your meals and just kind of why eating mindfully is important to you. Yes. Right. Um, I love talking about this topic. Um, <laughs> it's funny. I, um, I do a lot of, um, high-profile speaking events, and I recently contracted by Macy's to be part of their well, their wellness series and doing a series of um, lectures for their employees. Cool. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Um, and at the end of um, my lecture, you know, everyone loved the food, and it was great. And um, my, my last question that I had was, what's the one, to, like, if I wanted to change something to see results right away, what's the one tip you would give me? And everyone expected me to say more water or, you know, don't eat grains at night or something like that. And I took a second and I thought about it. And my answer was mindful eating. Mm, that's beautiful. I love that. Because I know for a fact 
that that is the, the key for everything. And even if you can't, you know, I'll explain in a moment what, what I mean more about it, but even if you can't do it all the time, then you pick one meal a day. Or maybe you even start with one meal a week. Mm-hmm. And what that looks like for me is I get my plate of food and my big tip first is to look at it. We often don't even look at what we're about to eat. We don't even notice what's in there. It's just get it down, be done with it. And so really just taking a moment to look at it. And I used to say a little blessing or a prayer. And I was eating with um, Gabby a little while ago. And I was like, what's your prayer? And I'll share mine. We were swapping little mealtime prayers. And she said, I love my food and my food loves me. Mm, That's beautiful. And so I say that. And I take a moment to kind of thank the farmers and whoever put this together for me. And mind you, this isn't all the time. This is when I'm having a really mindful meal. You know, sometimes it doesn't happen. Um, But I aim for this. And I sit down. I have this beautiful um, black uh, quartz Buddha that I got at Kokalu when I was there for an education course for a week. And I feel like I'm sitting with my little Buddha and I sit at my desk. And sometimes I'll listen to the radio. and Sometimes I'll just look out the window and I'll, I'll work my meal mindfully. And after that, sometimes what I do allow myself to do is I feel like I do want a little more time to surf the web. So sometimes if I'm having some cut up fruit or some cut up veggies, I'll let myself just have my chomping, you know, whatever I'm having, just not the main portion of my meal. Oh, I love and do that. A little. I love so that I, there's like a little balance to it. That's Yeah, I, I get a little buffer at the end. It's not like all, that. you know, perfect. I, I, I still like some of that. And then it's, it's not the bulk of my meal. I like that though, that there's a, there's a little bit that's still okay, that that's kind of can be part of it. That, And I think we crave that. And maybe at some point I won't anymore and I'll be happy to let go of that. But right now that's what feels right for me. I think so too. I think that's, I think that's great. Like in, in my teacher training and I'll, I'll post this link below, but I designed up this little like sheet of paper that has the eating awareness guidelines and on them they're they're very specific it's like you need to be seated for the entire meal and you know that one's like not a big deal but then some of them are are more difficult like putting down your um fork or whatever you have in between each bite chewing it so many times and then you know not no external distractions you know it was it was just it was a lot and it was intensive and sometimes I was like man I just want to like you know, sip on my soup while I'm reading my book and I want it to be okay. And I love that you like, it is okay. Like if that's what I want, like that's okay. And that's part of it. And I think that making, um, making those little things that your body's just wanting and listening to that and not getting so wrapped up, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about before with labels or rules or, you know, people get so wrapped up in that, like, are you a vegan? Are you not? Are you mindful eater? Are you not? You it's like no, it's just it's in the moment making the best decision and I think that that's it's really cool to hear about that balance in everything. Totally. Yeah, which is really cool. Okay, so going back a little bit to um holistic health and IIN and just not just IIN but like your entire knowledge of of being so well-versed in all of this, what is the greatest health misconception that you'd like to like take the floor to clear up right now on National Wellness Wonderland Radio? <laughs> um, wow. In regards to what people perceive as healthy or... Let me think a minute. Yeah. I guess that it doesn't have to be complicated. You know, we get really 
stuff around, oh, I could never do that, or, um, you know, keep it simple. You, you know, stick to just a few ingredients in your salad. We get a lot of people that go to, you know, the salad places, they put 15 different things, you know, just keep it simple. When you make dinner at night, you know, make a piece of chicken and some broccoli and call it a day. We, we all think that everything has to be so, you know, complicated or in-depth recipes all the time, and it really can be so much easier. And if we feel like it's easier, we feel like we're going to be able to do it a lot better. I love that. That was such a great answer. That's amazing. Um, okay, cool. So I know you have so many exciting things um, coming up in your life right now. What are you most excited about? Wow. Um, I do have a lot of really good stuff coming up, so it's a great question. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I, I recently just realized that I'm definitely going to be working in a larger platform and in an even bigger capacity, um, more public speaking engagements. So you'll see me at conferences this coming year and even more live workshops. Um, so that will be happening. And then more television opportunities, um, just anywhere that I can get my message out in a bigger way is, is what seems to be happening. You know, Quinn and I are working on our, cook, our, our cooking show and, um, you know, we've got network television likely happening around that. So oh my gosh. Just, yeah, bigger, just bigger and even better platforms to really get the message out there. I love um, it. I wish you could see me right now. I'm like, my heart is beating fast and I'm literally beaming and like fist pumping because I'm such a big fan of you and Quinn and this message that I am just like so thrilled about all of this. Thank we you are too. for putting that we are too. work out and it, there. It feels really right. It feels, you know, that's the direction that my business has been going. And, you know, it's been very, um, I've worked really hard building it over the last few years. So I'm excited now that it, feels so supported and that my clients are so great and now I get to have this opportunity to really fly even more and fly even bigger and it all just feels so right to me. It's all just flowing. It's exactly. it's beautiful. So would you say like 10 years ago or five years ago with where you were um, and what you had visioned for your life, is this kind of in line with that or is this beyond your vision board or your wildest dreams? <laughs> you know, what's funny is I, I actually grew up as an actress. Oh my so God. I was, yeah, I was one I of those little, that. yeah, I was one of those little kids and, you know, singing and dancing and in commercials saying I love spaghetti and, um, you know, grew up doing theater and musical theater and scoring, and that was always my passion. Did you grow up in New York, Robin? Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I did. I did. I, did. I grew awesome. up on Long Island, and I was one of those kids. My mom used to take me into the city for auditions, and I had every voice lesson and every dancing lesson. And, um, you know, I was Peter Pan. I did Mary Poppins. I did all the stuff that I, I love. And um, I worked as an actor in my 20s, and I actually went to nutrition school because I was like, oh, I need something that can support my acting career better. And I didn't realize that, of course, when you open your own business, it's like having three jobs. And so I didn't have time or, you know, energy left for that. And slowly over time, I realized, you know, people are like, are you acting? I'm like, no, this really is feeding this for me. And now with Healthy Cooking Camp, it feels, you know, in my own um, coaching practice and the platform that I'm now given there, it now feels like it's all come full circle. Yeah. And it all makes sense. And so, yes, 
Um, I didn't know it would be, you know, food and wellness, but um, there's nothing more that I'd rather talk about for five hours on television. Not that anybody yeah. wants to hear me talk about for food for five hours straight exactly. on television. <laughs> Thank you. But, you know, we'll figure out a way to make that more digestible for the masses. But, yeah. I love that. And you're really probably able to use those same skills that you developed as an actress and speaking. It's really the same thing. It's all performance art, really. It is. And now I just get to be me and I get to eat a lot of really yummy food and, you know, make 15 different versions of a no-bake brownie. Yeah. And, and the thing is, that. <laughs> is, like, you get to help so many people. Like, that's what I – that, and that's why I know that you're doing – that's, like, of course that she's – you know, big with Macy's now and the Today Show, like, of course, because you're so freaking helpful. And like, when being helpful is behind your message, like the other stuff's just going to come to you and it's just going to flow. And I know we both think that same way. So it's really cool. I just feel like, you know, if I can do this, I know everyone else can. And I am here to help break it down to make it happen for you. I'm not didactic. And I'm telling, you know, you, you, you can't do it. You, you have to do it this way. Or, you know what? I look at your life and if somebody says to me, I can't make a smoothie for breakfast. I say, I don't say you have to. I say, well, why can't you? What's happening? And what's a better alternative for you? And let's figure that out together. I love that. Oh, that's amazing. That's, it's really a breath of fresh air because I think there's, there's kind of the, the, there's two things here. I think there's people who maybe just have no idea where to even begin and this is all very new. Or there's people kind of like where I'm coming from where I've been a little bit too extreme and a little bit too much into it and it's really great to take a step back and say it's okay and there's you can still be well-versed in this and still like know all this information but also like you don't have to be so crazy and you don't have to be – it doesn't have to be so intense. It can really be relaxed and that's what I really love about you. Thank you. Oh, cool. Um, cool. Well, okay. So I have a couple quick fire questions, but I just have one more um, question, one more like big question. And it's pretty much this. So we know there's so much work to be done with wellness and nutrition and just helping people um, with all of this body image issues and getting rid of that fear um, around the body that we talked about um, a little bit at the beginning. But where do you see um, health and wellness and nutrition being in in 10 years? And where would you like to see it? Wow. Big question. I know. I thought I'd end with like a zinger. <laughs> Big question. Um, and, you know, I'm so fueled by the fact that what I've even just seen since I started only a few years ago is incredible. Um, you know, the products that are now available – it's just, it's unbelievable. And people who've been playing in this land forever, it's just, it's incredible to see how many seaweed products there are and how many different kinds of, you know, quality mineral salts there are that you can use instead of regular table salts. Really, really inspiring. And so, you know, 10 years from now, I really would love to see a real focus on real whole foods, um, opening someone's refrigerator and seeing mostly produce and vegetables and seeing a pantry full of items that support the, the produce and vegetables and not just a bunch of snacks that we just grab quickly that aren't made with great ingredients. You know, really a future that balances those whole natural foods 
And then some of those, you know, quick grab and go things that are actually healthy for you and a great choice and making that not just in the bigger cities, but everywhere, you know, no matter where you are, when you pull into a 7-Eleven, there's a plethora of incredible options and the options that are there taste great, better ingredients, um, and you know what everything is. You can make a better choice. I love that. And hopefully someday it's it's cheaper too. I, I just um, – and I know he's a friend of yours now, which is amazing. But I just – Joe Cross was in Detroit, which was amazing. And he um, – I loved what he said. He was like, I want to come to Detroit because they need me the most here. And I thought that was like really beautiful, first of all. But then he was saying that like – he's like, McDonald's can be my best friend. If everybody would walk into McDonald's and request green juice, they would start having green juice and it would be on the dollar menu and that we're just voting every time we make a purchase. And um, and I think that that's a, a really cool point that, you know, someday it will be really available to everyone and um, people will, and it will be affordable. And I think that that's really cool. Um, okay, cool. So, okay, here I have a couple, like, quick fire questions just before we wrap up. Are you ready for them? Go for it. Okay, favorite color? Yeah. <laughs> so funny because it's a quick fire question. My immediate answer is always green. But just so you know, I never wear it and I don't have any of it. It's just in my mind my favorite color. But in reality, my favorite color is gray okay, in day-to-day -day life. It. You probably just think it needs to be green because of all the vegetables you eat. I just, I love green. I love it in theory. It's beautiful. I never wear it. I don't own it. I'm like a black, gray, and white girl. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Um, favorite way to relax? <laughs> Again, this has changed. It used to be, honestly, I'm, I'm being totally truthful here, television. Like, that was my flat line. I just love to just chill out and watch some good old Bravo. And I love it. And now it started to shift for me a little bit, and I'm a little less interested in watching things there. So I have to say now, um, still reading, but something that I really want to be reading. Like not just I should be reading this book, but like just something that's super yummy and I could read so easily. I love that. I have to tell you, that reminded me of like this quick story I have to tell you. Like I got a little bit um, like – over-spiritualizing a couple weeks ago and I was to the point where I was like at night when I would finish work or I would finish the blog or whatever I was working on like other projects I was just like okay now I need to meditate I need to take a bath I need to do this amount of yoga I need and it was like stressing me I was like oh my god I'm getting stressed out by my stress relieving techniques like <laughs> well this is like crazy and I was like I just, all I want to do is watch reruns of Felicity and that's just all I want to do. But I can't, I have to meditate. I have to, and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so silly. And so then when I started watching, I actually did a blog post about this and I'll post that link below because it really helped right. me. But the the thing was, I was like, no, like Felicity or Bravo or whatever it is, like it can be part of my spiritual practice. Like that's what I needed in the moment and that was okay. And it kind of goes back to your your point about mindfully eating. Like if you want to like eat your apple slices while you're surfing the web a little, like that's okay. And I just, I love having that freedom. So that was really, really rad. <laughs> Good for you. I'm proud, proud of you for doing that. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Okay, couple more quick questions. So favorite morning routine. Oh, okay. I mean, 
but the things that jump in my head right away are meditation and water. But really what I do is I make sure I say thank you to everything in my bed. Mm. Like I say, thank you for the night's sleep. Thank you for this mattress. Thank you for my partner sleeping next to me. Thank you for where I get to live. Like, thank you, pillow. Thank you, body, for resting. Literally, I, say my, I say some thank yous like immediately. I love that. Starting the day with some gratitude to the max. Yeah. And little bit, literally, I thank my pillow. I love that. In my head, mind you. This is not out loud. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Favorite springtime vegetable? Seasonal Ooh. spring. You can pick two if you can't decide. Or three. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, I kind of love flowering chives. I know it's not a vegetable, but get to eat this beautiful purple flower and anytime you put it on something you're like, oh my god that's amazing Ugh, I don't even know what that is I'm gonna have to google image that that's yeah awesome. it's just chives and this time of year they blossom yum there's beautiful purple flowers on top so they're just absolutely breathtaking beautiful. um when and I'm really in radish to that what yeah which I mean we you know we are into our radishes yeah um, I have another one, um, little baby Japanese turnips. Mm. They're little white turnips, and they're similar to a radish. They have really good digestive properties and healing properties, and you can snack on them, but they're not as spicy. And you also get, it's a two-for-one vegetable, which is kind of like my favorite vegetable, meaning you get two vegetables in one, yeah. meaning you can eat the little white radish bulbs, and then also the, if they come with, sorry, the turnip bulbs, and if you, um, and they taste neutral and kind of sweet, and you wouldn't think you could eat turnips like that, but you can. Um, but if they come with greens on top, you can chop up the greens and saute them. Oh, yum. I When Quinn said radishes, I was like sold. Like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to go to the farmer's market. They have to have radishes. And this weekend they did, and I was like freaking out. And now this week I have two new things I get to be excited about. So thank you. Welcome. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, couple more. Favorite New York City meal? That I've ever had yeah. or that I like to go and eat? Either one, whatever one pops into mind, or both. <laughs> this is a tough question because I was just living in Los Angeles for five weeks, so I have total L.A. on the brain. Um, anything favorite New York City meal? It's okay. You can think about it if you want. We can post it below. Yeah, I have to think about that one. I can say definitely in L.A., the, the dish that stuck with me the most, ironically, are radishes at... <laughs> Um, there's a restaurant called the Evely on Sunset, um, and they have a, a radish dish that has this aioli and these toasted little breadcrumb things, and you can eat the radish, but you also eat the green. They get the beautiful spring bounty radishes, so you eat the whole thing. I don't know what they do to it. They put this amazing olive oil on it, and I'm still, I had that dish like three weeks ago, and I'm mm. still thinking about it. So Let's that's, go. Let's go right now. One. So I'll think, of a, I'll think of a good New York meal for you. That sounds amazing. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much, Robin, for coming on the show. This was amazing. I am I'm talking about gratitude. I'm so grateful that I was able to talk with you, one of my biggest mentors, and um, really catch up with you and learn about the things that work for you and also just about keeping it simple and not having people stress out when it comes to food or wellness. And I just thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. And I just, I think it's an incredible journey how you came to know me and Healthy Cooking Camp and all through um, at a lecture that I gave that Felissa was at. So I'm so grateful for that. And it's incredible 
how life works and how some of our greatest connections come out of these moments when you had no idea that that would be where it took you. So. It was it was totally meant to be. So um, for everybody, Robin is amazing, and I'm going to put the links to all of her websites um, below so you'll be able to get in touch with her and find out more and be obsessed with her as I am. <laughs> Aw, thank you. Thanks so much again for having me. Okay, sounds good, Robin. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.